I'm hot for teacher. We thought we were done. We thought we were finished. We thought we would never talk about a movie minute by minute again. But we were wrong. Join us as we get to know the cast next door. Hello and welcome to Minute 40 of The Cast Next Door. I am your host, editor, producer, Darren, and joining me today are two returning guests. First, returning from Minute 9 to 12, we have Jordan. Hello, Jordan. Hey there. And returning from Minutes 17 to 20, The Bad Date, uh, it's Lan. Hello, Lan. Hello. That implied that you were The Bad Date, but you weren't. It was Benny. (laughs) Um, I would like to think that um, even even I could never never be as bad date as Benny. Never be as terrible as Benny. You wouldn't be leering at waitresses. Cleaning no, no, no. <laughs> I think that that waitress should be more modestly dressed. Um, they weren't going to Hooters. Come on, much more respectful than that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was meant to be like a, a highfalutin restaurant. Let's let's show a little bit of decorum. Today we're going to be going through minute forty, which is thirty nine oh one to forty on the time code. Um, we've just come off. The asthma attack, and now um, Vicky has entered the teachers' lounge here at John Moore High with a vase full of flowers. Um, she uh, attributes these flowers to Garrett. Claire, in a bit of a kind of jokey line, says, "What's make? What makes you think they're from Garrett?" Um, and then she's a little bothered that Vicky has already read the card, um, which she proves when she mouths along to the card which simply says please give me another chance and it's not signed so could be from anyone um vicky insists she only read it because it was a thin envelope and she's not happy with the idea that claire might be giving garrett another chance uh claire says she's thinking about it which you know we all know is a terrible thing and then claire says tell him to take his cookies and shove them right up his ass (laughs) and j-lo speaks to the audience when she says you know what enough with the cookie jokes you're here uh, Thank God. And then she says, "She says we've all done things in our lives that we wish we wouldn't have." Uh, and then she tells Vicky to start worrying about herself. Uh, and then, as Claire calls Garrett, uh, Vicky starts giving Garrett the finger over the phone, which is a bit of a weird thing, um, and insists that JLo make him grovel. And then, as Claire says, "They're beautiful, Garrett." That is the end of our minute, and Vicky has just left, and so there we go. Now, yeah, she just left. She could not deal with them being uh, happy together again. Yeah, God yeah, forbid. Which... <laughs> God forbid she gets back it's... with the father of her child. Yeah, it is actually. Now it's funny because, like, um, you know, the, obviously the bad date was one of the things that kind of highlighted what this relationship between these two people is about and we opened with this relationship essentially in the first couple of minutes you know vicky was 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 going on about the uh the the, how the email about the uh the cookies um and then obviously vicky has shown her ignorance of the iliad when noah was forcing it on everybody else because you know you've got to read the iliad bro and and then obviously we had the world's worst date uh, and here we are again with Vicky, who, uh, you know, she doesn't apologize for the bad date. Nope. 
which nope. I th- I think she should have. <laughs> and she probably um, assumes that these uh these flowers have come from her bad date in question. Yeah, but like I I don't think that Benny would Benny doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would send flowers to me. Or ask for another chance. He would just assume it. Yeah. Or think, you know, just but, be like, well, you know, she wasn't good enough for me anyway, so why, why waste his time and money on flowers? I'm, I'm going to say that Benny went home with that waitress. Uh, like, <laughs> I, 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 like, I'm, I think Benny's like one of those guys who feels it's a numbers game, and he probably would have hit on all the waitressing staff that night. And he would have gone home with her. Like, um, I think we're giving a rich inner life to a character that we only saw for a couple of minutes here. Um, <laughs> but let's discuss what what happens on screen. Um, this relationship, Vicky, I think, paints herself as Claire's best slash only friend. And here, she doesn't seem to be paying any attention to what Claire is actually admitting to. Yeah. Um, I, I, she really drops a lot of hints, but yeah, Vicky's you not know. picking up on it. Like, even the jokingly one, you know, might have, she could have needled in on that if she wanted to, but she didn't completely just, because apparently she knows already that there's no one else, apparently, in her life, and and even when... Yeah, it's it's weird because, like, the main exchange is about the card, like... Yeah. It's it's about who read the card. There's the funny bit where um where J Lo is saying the words out loud and Vicky's mouthing along just out of shot. Uh, and you know there's all the business about um like v- Vicky still again pushing the whole anti Garrett thing with you know tell me you're not going to do it and all this kind of stuff. And Claire twice kind of hints at what she's done with Noah and yet Vicky never picks up on it. She just yeah and and she has that line where she's like it's more fun to worry about you like like when she says you know we've all done things that we've that we've regretted or or we've all made mistakes or something like that she says it with such you know seriousness that you think that would be something that for someone who claims that having fun you know worrying that they would be worried about yeah that she's clearly not just talking about what garrett's done yeah uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I it's funny actually because it, um, like if we put those lines in some kind of context to, with regards to Garrett, like first of all the whole what makes you think it's from Garrett? Now Vicky obviously knows that the bad date was the first time that in like twenty years um, that, uh, that Claire had gone on any kind of like date. So I don't know why she doesn't make more of that first line, but then that second line is like. You know that whole we've all we've all done things in our lives that we wish we wouldn't have. Now, if I was Vicky, I'd be like, "What on earth is she talking about? Like, is she talking yeah. about like, you know, Garrett redecorating the lounge in brown or like?" <laughs> yeah, and 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 even if for someone who who enjoys apparently making fun of Claire and something like that, you think she would dig for that just for the fodder? You know, like, oh, what have you done? Maybe you've dyed your hair bright red in, into a mohawk or something. You know, like. <laughs> Like it, that it's a line that you think she would definitely want to just dig, get her to dig more and 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 explain. To me, it's it's like again, it paints this. I think this relationship is certainly like kind of one sided or a relationship of convenience because like Vicky doesn't really seem to care, <laughs> <laughs> like at all. She just she just wants to make fun of like J Lo and stuff. Uh, 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 Claire, should I say? She just wants to make fun of Claire, and she doesn't really want to get into the details of. Of what Claire is saying. Um, you know, she's firmly anti-Garrett. Again, she's like, the person who says Garrett the most in this minute is kind of Vicky. She's going on about Garrett. She's going on about the cookies. 
you know, she's like she's she's the one who's kind of pushing the anti Garrett thing. She doesn't stop Claire from making that phone call, by the way. Like if she really didn't want her to get back to get with Garrett, she would have took a phone off her or yeah. something. But instead she just lets him make a phone call and then wanders <laughs> off. I guess I mean in Vicky's defense, as much as I am loath to say such a thing, Garrett did cheat on Claire, so maybe she is just looking out for her, maybe she just really you know, really wants to play matchmaker with Claire, and that's way more fun anyway. Or maybe maybe she just has something against cheaters. Like, maybe she had one uh, person that she actually was very tied down to and loved, and then they cheated on her, and it just ruined everything. And that and now she's stuck with Ethan and his sick mother. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, this is something that, you know, in, in, the, in the date scene, like, there doesn't seem to be any electricity between Christian Chenoweth and whomever Ethan is played by. Um, oh, that guy from Scrubs. Uh, That's who it was. The guy from Scrubs, <laughs> yeah. And again, in some of the cutscenes uh, which come before this scene, there is more of Vicky and Claire. And, uh, I, you know, there's a little bit more about Ethan and his sick mother. And to be honest with you, Vicky doesn't really seem that bothered about it. <laughs> Um, it's just an inconvenience to her. Much like the education system seems to be an inconvenience to her doing her job, you know. Um, yeah, her job she, would be a breeze if it wasn't for all that education. Yeah, uh, if it weren't for all those kids, she could yeah. get some actual work done. I, I mean, is there anything else that you think stands out about this minute? Um, well, like I said uh, earlier when we were uh, setting up and stuff like that, when they cut in to the... Uh, and you mentioned it, like, this is right after the 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 EpiPen scene, uh, it then cuts away to this scene and everything's fine. Like he just had a, her son just had a major, like, you know, asthma attack. People were shouting. Uh, there was emotional scene and stuff like that. And then it just goes to the outside of the school and people are just walking around. And my first thought when I saw this was like, why wasn't there an ambulance? Because someone had to be calling 911 seeing all this craziness going on, you know, like someone gasping on the floor, you know, someone and with phones prevalent as it is, someone had to grab something and at least call them. And Claire's like, has no clue that this has happened. Nope. Like, it's just like another day in the office. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is weird that she's just palling around with Vicky, and no one has bothered to come and get her. Your son almost died, but here are some flowers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not, not only that, but like, not only the fact that like lots of people are standing around, they've all got mobile phones and stuff. But she's a teacher in the school. Yeah. They know. They know who she is. You know. They know who Kevin's mother is. Why didn't anyone run out of that gym and go fetch her? I mean, you know, Kevin has terrible friends. Claire has terrible friends. Like, that's, <laughs> that seems tradition. to be a very... It's yeah, a family it seems to be... <laughs> yeah, people just don't want to... Like, nice people just don't want to make friends with the Petersons. Um, and Garrett has no friends that we can see. It's not like we ever get a scene of him playing golf or something or visiting his mistress. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> I, I, it's it's funny because you know, obviously the payoff in the next couple of minutes, uh, which obviously will come next week, uh, about who actually sent these flowers. It's something that I kind of I don't recall Vicky. Sorry, I don't recall Vicky revisiting who sent the flowers. Like later on in the film, yeah. Like her curiosity about the flowers is kind of stopped. Obviously, she doesn't see that it wasn't Garrett because she she's gone out of the scene by the next minute. But I'm surprised that she never kind of asks you know what happened with Garrett sending the flowers given that she's so concerned about this relationship and more importantly she's more concerned about keeping this husband and wife apart um like 
it's funny that she never kind of follows up on anything that's said in this minute. Um, again, that might have just added like another 10 minutes to the film or something, which I think this film is long <laughs> enough as yeah. it is. And Vicky's probably found something else uh, new to be nosy about in the meanwhile. Uh, do you know what, though? I don't think anyone else in that school talks to her. I think she only talks <laughs> to Claire because Claire's the only person who will talk to her. Like, I think everybody else is like, we'll talk to her when she does vice principal stuff, but I don't think they want to get to know her personally. Uh, that's how I like to imagine it. I like to imagine that basically Vicky has tried to make friends with every single teacher in this school. <laughs> and when they find out that she hates education, they then stop being friends with her. And Claire is the last one standing who's basically like, oh, well, I guess I'll be your friend then. <laughs> you know? Makes her a saint in some words, you know, patient to a fault or friendly there. Like, I'll take the bullet for the rest of the for the rest of the teacher faculty <laughs> yeah but i'm also going to believe the rest of the faculty are like um how is this woman getting away with just teaching the iliad for the entire year like, <laughs> how is she getting this favorable treatment what's going on there well, so see you know up the vice principal and get away with whatever they want yeah so i think there's a kind of a bit of a, a kind of um you know there's a mutual advantage to them being friends to each other here um, despite the fact that obviously neither of them listens to anything the other one ever says, <laughs> because Claire continues persisting in trying to get back with Garrett, and Vicky persists in just not listening to anything Claire is saying. So um, I think I think we've thoroughly explored this minute um, and the kind of the relationship between Vicky and Claire here. Now, um, not wanting to spoil too far ahead, but I don't think that there's really much more of Vicky and Claire together in the rest of this film As if I'm recalling if uh, I, uh, it's been a while since I watched the whole thing but I think there might in that. there might be like one short thing later with the two of them but it's not uh, like them actually talking to each other but it wouldn't be more than like a few seconds or something uh, which is yeah. which is odd because uh, uh, the deleted scenes actually have like two more things with with the two of them, you know. So there's like three yeah. three, three of the deleted scenes is just uh, conversations between uh, J Lo and Kristen Chenoweth, and it's kind of a little sad that they took those ones out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I only say that because I think this is kind of the last bit, the kind of the last vestiges that we see of this friendship. Yeah. Um, before obviously something happens to Vicky, but yeah, it is a bit sad that like most of the cutscenes were, I, I guess, kind of would have put more of a favorable light on Vicky and would have yeah. expanded this friendship a little bit more. Um, as it is, you know, she kind of comes off as a terrible person, <laughs> uh, which is no reflection on Kristen Chenoweth because Kristen Chenoweth is a great actress. Yes. Uh, I just think the whole thing would have been a lot better if there would have been a musical number in the middle with the <laughs> two of them singing, and we don't get that, unfortunately. Oh, we could have had her and J-Lo singing together. That would have been great. Yeah, yeah it's a missed opportunity. And I think that, obviously, in a few years' time when this is adapted for Broadway, <laughs> uh, I, f I feel that like Kristen Chenoweth will have to reprise her role, or maybe she'll try out for Claire. Uh, like much like she's playing Maleficent on that TV series that apparently is very terrible on the Disney Channel, <laughs> um, you know, because you know she's kind of like um, Angelina Jolie a little bit, I think maybe <laughs> I, like um, 
Yeah, but you know, Christian Chenoweth is great. Like I think a lot of people have emphasised whenever they've talked about Vicky, they're not talking about Christian Chenoweth. They are definitely talking about the character. character. Oh, definitely. Because yeah. I, you know, I think you hate you hate Vicky because Christian Chenoweth is such a good actress. Um, <laughs> I mean, she's doing her job and doing it well. She was in the Strangers with Candy uh, TV series, wasn't she? You're thinking I of, don't know. I think, I... are you thinking of Amy Sedaris? Okay, maybe I'm thinking of Amy Sedaris. I, think I just want just because that's, that's what the hairstyle reminds me of. <laughs> is Amy Sedaris in that? Yeah, yeah. I think I think a few. I, I think maybe that's just Amy Sedaris's hair because I think yeah. <laughs> a few times that I've seen her, she has that kind of hair anyway. Um, I think uh, to to me it just seems like um, obviously you know she's got short blonde hair and Jennifer Lopez hasn't. So I think it's maybe just because you don't want to have two characters who have kind of similar hairstyles, um, you know. But again, it's it's a, it's not really it's not a very flattering cut on Christian Chenoweth. Um, but you know, the last time I saw Christian Chenoweth in anything was when she was on The West Wing, and she had very nice long hair on that. So maybe I'm just biased <laughs> towards uh, short hair on Christian Chenoweth. Um, so, uh, do you have anything to plug, Lam? Just go back and listen to my previous episodes of uh, A Talking Cast and The Cast Next Door. Uh, and I also have a, I guess I have a Tumblr where I do some drawings on occasion, and that's uh, Hellglass, H-E-L-L-G-L-A-S-S, same as my Twitter. Great stuff. And Jordan, do you have anything to promote? Uh, other than previous episodes of Cast Next Door and people should go see the a talking cat or listen to a talking cast um i do have a twitter and and uh tumblr but i don't really do much on them uh let's see the tumblr's akailv.tumblr.com and my twitter handle is uh dory mingu d-o-r-i underscore m-i-n-g-u so if great stuff. if people want to they can but i don't think they get much out of it <laughs> <laughs> okay uh well um thanks very much for listening to this episode of uh the cast next door uh minute 40 the end of this first week that i am the host and i will see everyone else uh next week as we find out who sent these flowers uh, I wonder who it could be. Oh, there it's are a huge so many mystery. possibilities. <laughs> yeah, in this cast of six people, I wonder who was the one who sent the flowers. Uh, plot twist, it's Uncle Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you very much for listening. Good night. Thanks for listening to A Talking Cast Presents The Cast Next Door. I was your host, editor, producer, Darren, with my guests, Lan, L, and Jordan Sand. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at First Ed Iliad, or download new episodes from thecastnextdoor.wordpress.com, or subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Artwork by Josh Hollis. The Boy Next Door is owned by Blumhouse, Smart Entertainment, New Oregon, and Universal Studios. No infringement is intended. Copyright 2015, all rights reserved. This is a first edition?